Oh yeah, I listen to you guys' podcasts, Xavier. Yes. So definitely. Let's go. <laughs> Ubong <laughs> is cutthroat. Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, yeah. We're going places, oh, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Promo content. Yeah, yes. man. Yeah, man. So, no, nah, I, I definitely look forward to you guys' wait, podcast every wait, time. Wait, wait, wait. Ubong, Ubong, yeah. tell them your fitness, your fitness stuff. Yo, we getting fit, Ubong? We getting, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we getting fit over here. We clanging and banging? Also, uh, I feel really small like this with no sleeves on wait, with Pow and Ubong. With your shoulders? Yeah, no, uh, dude, I got some traps. Like Kevin Nash, dude. <laughs> hey, I, feel, I, feel, off, I feel small. I feel small. I'm gonna hit up Ubong after this. Wait, what? Whoa, sneaky guns. We got some snuns. Some the Phoenix snuns right there. Yeah, got yeah. Ubong over here calling me. Oh, hey, hey. Got, the mamba, got the mamba. Got the mamba, dude. I got. Oh. I got Will Chamberlain. Oh man! Oh, I got. Yeah, I'm always thinking. Always be big dipping. They, I mean, the Hawks. They did what they needed to do. There, I don't see them winning another game. No, they're not. They're not gonna. But you know what? They they did their best. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They got or they got two, and this is coming off a season where this is their first time in the postseason for a while. Like, you know, that's actually pretty dope. We talk, though. I know, X, you're not going to understand, but, pal, uh, can we talk about how bad of a take that was by Dan? And, like, they've touched on it on the Levitar show is a little it today, bit. Is it today's show? No, 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 no. That was it, – it, it's from a while ago. It's, like, back when the Hawks fired their coach. What was it? I, I totally forgot. I don't even know I, what take you're talking about, man. I don't know. I don't remember the take well enough. But anyway, he – basically ripped the Hawks for firing their head coach um and they like earlier this season um and then uh like just was not at all for the new guy and then I mean basically long story short Uh, it was a bad take because the Hawks went on like that 21 and like three run or something no yeah I remember what you're talking about now yeah I don't think I don't uh he didn't rip Nate McMillan he was just saying like the organization but yeah, no. Nate, yeah, uh, no, you're right. The thing is, though, when you have like like Indiana just fired their head coach, and when you have a situation in which the players completely buy out on the head coach, there's not really much you can do but just get rid of them because they're not. That's not going to be. If it's a a situation where the the culture is kind of like everybody's on edge and going at it with each other, and that kind of elevates the play, and like they they see winning from it, but. You know, almost like most of the time, nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten, whatever you want to call it, like it's just a thing of like that that relationship's completely ruined. Like if you go back in time to Del Harris coaching the Lakers in the nineties, you saw that there. You even saw that a little bit with Kurt Rambis when he took over for 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 Del Harris. Uh, well, Brian Shaw when he was coaching the Nuggets, the whole team just completely was like, Nah, we're not about this guy. Got rid of him. And then, like I said, Indiana that happened there. They they weren't about that coach. What's up, X? But to caveat on that, Trey Young and him wasn't getting along. And he was already on the hot seat before this. No, that's, what I, that's what I was the, saying, though. The previous seasons. Yeah, you were saying about, like, you know, the, the team wasn't buying into him. No, they, they, all, they all had problems with, with him. 
They exactly. all have problems with them, yeah. Well, I mean, even, yeah, the organization already had them on the hot seat if they weren't going to have a winning season this season because of all the money that they invested in the team already. So that was already documented. And the whole Trey Young thing came out to light. So that kind of just was icing on the cake, made it easier for the organization. Plus them already having Nate McMillan, who's, you know, coached over a thousand games. It was easy. It was an easy transition. Underrated you, coach. <laughs> underrated coach. No, I think he's rated enough because. No, I don't think that dude gets Indiana, his fair dude. Yeah. He, needs, he needs more rating. Portland, Indiana did a great job in bold places. Portland, no, they, they let him. Let, they me, let, him... let me finish though. Let me finish. So I, I think he's rated where he's rated because of he didn't get out of the first round in Indiana ever. Like four straight seasons, it was first round exits each time. That's also part part. He did Ooh, the me. best. He, he did the best he could with that roster though, and they had health issues with Oladipo. You know those last few seasons. So. Let me let me introduce my boy. This is the man with the plan. This is the Nigerian bopper. <laughs> this is, ladies and gentlemen, Ubong, one of my hey, best guys, friends and one of the best people to talk basketball with right now. So, How you guys doing? Thanks for having me. What's so, up, Ubong? So let it's me give you a little you, Right now we're talking about um, Nate McMillan, and mm -hmm. we're talking about um, if he was. They're saying that he wasn't he was underrated and I'm saying he's rated where he should be rated because mm -hmm. of the first round exits. Yes. What do you say? Um kind of piggybacking off of you because like where he's at right now, like I said, he couldn't drop any better because if anything, even if this um season doesn't come out the way it should be, he did his job. And I mean the expectations for Atlanta was, you know, First round loss, and you know, call it even, but he probably exceeded expectations. So the likelihood of him not, you know, as far as Ray overrated, like he's actually good where he's at. So I don't see any issue where he is right now. Yeah, to me personally, he exceeded the expectation what I thought he was going to do personally. Because yeah. I didn't think he was going to take the Hawks so far. I think that's that's what he's done everywhere he's been, though, is he's exceeded expectations, and that's kind of why. Like, that's why I'm saying he's underrated. Like, okay. people thought of him one way. Like, you could say first-round exit coach. But, like, if you look at the teams he's had, like, he hasn't had a stacked team with a bunch of talent. He's Ever. made yeah. – he's he's one of those yep. coaches that's like, okay, this is the roster that I have. This is what we're going to do. And mm -hmm. he's been successful with it. Those mm -hmm. – those Indiana teams, they you know they had dudes hurt all the time. Sabonis gets hurt all the time. Old Depot gets hurt all the time, and he made it work. So I, I, I that's why I, I feel he's an underrated coach because mm -hmm. you know some of these teams that want to be contenders, I feel like that would be a guy that you know mm -hmm. maybe you should have an eyeball on. Yeah, I, I agree. I just well, if we're talking about underrated, realistically, they, he gets enough praise but not enough. I mean, Monty Williams, we can make a debate yeah. on that one. Yeah. Like you saw yeah. what he did, and yeah. you know, uh, yeah, me, no, Monty is definitely underrated. You know, yeah, well, he that if you if you listen to, to like what everybody has said about Monty going back to like New Orleans, like he, mm -hmm. yeah, extremely underrated coach, always very smart. You know, Pop loved having him on the bench too. He's a Pop guy, so mm -hmm. I, I I agree with that as well. Real quick, guys, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and kick off the show. You're listening to the Cutthroat Podcast with your host Chris and X. We got our boy Patty here, and we got our special guest, Ubong. And today we're talking hoops. Come on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. That was the wrong sound. Come on. I had to bring out the rookie of the year. You feel me? had to bring him out today. Shout out to the IE's son. 
Is he from the I? Yes, Chino. Hold on, hold on, guys, 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 real quick, real quick. Let me play the imaging one more time. Let's, <laughs> and then we'll get into the discussion. Uh, hell yeah! Shout out to Lamelo Ball from Chino. Is it playing? I don't hear it. <laughs> Fix it in post. Oh, hold on. So that's what's happening. What? No, it's it's my it's fault. A, it's a Zoom issue. It's like it's a, a Zoom issue. Okay. From yeah. the top. Honestly, I'm not going to edit any of this out because it's just <laughs> it's fantastic. All right, Ubang. I'm sorry for scolding you. You didn't need to be scolded. Nah, no worries. My bad. I was waiting. <laughs> Cutthroat <laughs> edition. <laughs> why, why did I like that, Ubang? <laughs> Jordan had to fade away nice. and stuff. Yeah. We gotta get Ubang to, to stay on after and and just record that and we'll, we'll edit. Yeah, we'll, just, the NBA on Cutthroat. We'll just kind of uh, we'll kind we of change yeah. that around. I like that. Ubang, I love it. Ubang, tell them where you just came from, Doc. I actually just came from hooping. That's why I was a little tardy on my end. Oh, so. okay, Ubang, let's go, man. Okay, who you, did you give it to him? I'm not gonna lie, like I said, haven't hooped since the pandemic started, so this would be my third about in the gym. I mean, I played three, four pickup games. Each game, I got at least four or five on me because you know, these kids are just they're ball hogs, but yeah. you know, I'm fundamentally based, I'm trying to make everyone better, but at the same time, hey man, sorry, keep going, keep going. I'm not. I'm I'm just I'm just gonna hype you up. Just keep going. I love everything you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, um, like I said, it was some good runs, some good runs. Um, this kid, you know, he was just trying to be a ball hog, but he started losing. I just give him that look, like, hey, I know you got a lot to live, but your life can end right here if you don't start playing real basketball. So we we had that moment. <laughs> I, I could have given the LeBron KCP talk, like shoot that ball, <laughs> but you know, but. Overall, it's pretty good today. I might gonna feel in the morning, but I've been feeling good lately. So you know, I'm you probably sound getting... old as shit. All right, Ubang, for our listeners here, <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't relate to any of that. Ubang, for the listeners here, we need the bona fides. We you. need the, we need the height. We need the wingspan. We need the position on the floor. We you know what are you good at? What what are your skills? What do you bring to the game? What's your vertical, man? Well, first start with is... your start with your height, Doc. Well, first off, last measurement I had, I'm six three and a quarter, so that's one. You know, um, right now I'm like a good 189, 190 right now. And as far as play style, like I said, give me an open jumper. I'm going to knock that down. Find me in a post. I will go some hooks on you up and under, however you want it. And as far as playmaking skills, that's part of my underrated skill. People don't realize I will see you. Like, I may not look at you, but I know where you're going to run. So, so pick me up one time. We'll see how we get the ball rolling. So you Hell yeah, man. IQ. Okay, let, let me tell you, I'm all about setting good screens, mm -hmm. hitting somebody from the high post. Yes. I'm not, I'm not, I, I've been working on the handle a little bit. I've got yeah. kind of a long, I've got a long legs, small torso situation going on. So, you know, sometimes it's a little, it's, I've, I've tightened it up tremendously, but you know, I've been trying to work it, but always from the high post. That's what I tell the people, I tell my guys too. I see you, I'll, I'll hit you with the wraparound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or some not behind the head, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I yeah. my behind the back is deadly. I right under the basket, and that's what you know. Yeah. They knew I was gonna go right back up with it. Mm -hmm. I and I knew I had a guy behind me. I I didn't see him for sure, but I just 
behind the back wraparound, got him for an open layup, and I'm all about the yeah. yeah. Yeah, getting a nice, getting getting that pass in there and getting hooking somebody up with an assist yeah. is is better for me than a jump shot. But exactly, me and you, same thing, man. I just like I get pleasure getting assist, and even me when I get the rebound, like even though there'll be three guys on me as well, honestly, I can muscle through. Like I've gotten a few and ones on a group of people. One like today's game, I rebound with four dudes. Surprisingly, I didn't think I'd get it, but I got it. Got hacked like. God knows how much, and I still got the M1, so I was like, I'll take it. Man, you guys I... know what my game is emulated off of? Patrick Beverly. Oh, God. No, God. I'm just like... <laughs> You're taking people out at their knees because you can't defend them properly, yeah. X? Is that what you're... Over here on the bench. Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, here, I know Scrappy getting the steals, maybe a couple of rebounds. Teeing you up, X. <laughs> the minute That's he team. touches I'm the, the one ground, that you won technical. on the team, but you don't want to play against. <laughs> oh man, Patty, Dude, who so Luke Kennard, I think. Patty, Patty do you get? Like Patty, <laughs> do you bought? Patty, do you play basketball? Bro, uh, I all right. So my shot is broken. Like it, like I can't hit anything. But shout out to Lonzo need... Ball. <laughs> honestly, yo, don't disrespect honestly, Lonzo Ball. That honestly. man, hit, that man had a brilliant year. Don't disrespect him. He ain't Lamelo though. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. Lamelo wishes he could play defense like that. But Give honestly, I'm I'm really good at defense. Like I'm a defensive first kind of guy, and then hustle. Definitely, definitely. Like I'm coming up with some steals. Like you're gonna post me up, and I'm gonna be going around the other way. Why that sound? <laughs> that's what he. That, that's what when you that's when you play doing. defense. That's the that's the noise you bring right there, man. It's all about. It's I'm I'm gonna I'm all about passing, rebounding, defense. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I've been adding that I've been adding that jumper. You should have X you, no. you would have been proud of me. The last I'm game I played last I'm always... I I'm an excellent post player. I got a money hook shot. It's it's nicer than a jump shot. Like just going off one, mm. I'm money with it every time. But I've been working, you know, that that top of the key three point line right there, and I've been trying to work on the wings. The wings are always tricky for me. My depth perception's horrible. Really? But I've been, but you know what? I've been just kind of going with confidence lately. You know, just thinking, all I got in, the, in my head is just make the shot, make the shot. You know what I mean? So, I wanna, I wanna open this up by asking a question. What's up, X? We talked about it. Me and Chris have talked about it a couple of times. Now we have Ubi here and uh, we have Patty here. We can have a good podcast discussion on this. So my question is. Did the bubble hinder the NBA when it's all said and done? As we look at the injuries today, we got um, another injury in uh, Kawhi. We also have um, COVID with Chris Paul. Um, and we see a number of injuries of the stars. Jamal Murray. We also have, um, who else we got? Name Kyrie. You, Kyrie, you go down the list. Jalen Brown. You got Jaylen LeBron. Brown. Anthony Davis. You got you got a, a big list of guys. And this Even is the Baca. this is the most star related injuries that we've had in NBA history mm -hmm. when it came to the playoffs. I'm looking right now at Trey Young, and he has his shoulder wrapped the hell up right now. Mm -hmm. So we have Joel with his meniscus, but you know he's kind of injury prone that nobody really talks about. But yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely talked about. 
I mean, that yeah. guy, that dude missed the first two years of his career. You know I'm not. What I mean? I'm talking about like as Anthony Davis, though. Anthony Davis has talked about way more than. Joel. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, last year they won the title, and Anthony Davis played the, the majority of those games. They only had they only held him out a handful of games. He was he was super sturdy and durable mm. up until up until that point. I don't think the bubble hindered this season at all. What hindered this season is not giving them enough time between the bubble and the start of the season. Yeah, giving them. Giving, you know, the, the top teams 70 days, you know, 65-plus days in the case of the Nuggets and, and the Celtics, this is the the outcome of that. They they needed that time to rest. I think, and, and you know, it's, it's kind of a lot of people have been trying to throw shade on the Lakers championship and, like, wanting to throw an asterisk on the bubble. But in, in the years to come, and, you know, there's people that even talk about it now, so it's not like a thing where it's like, oh, we're going to – this is going to – we're going to realize this later – the bubble was one of the purest forms of hoops we'll ever see. Those yeah. dudes were sleeping, eating, thinking basketball on a consistent basis. They were in a basketball hub. Like it's that's kind of like all they had to do. Prison, I would say. Yeah. So it's like you know, if you want to look, you know, I mean, they want to talk about like certain successes that you you know you want to carry over that you may not see. I I think there is you know some relation, but at the same time, it's just uh, I mean. They had they had a lot of time to prepare. You're not flying, you know, every night over someplace. They're, these guys are used to the time change. There's not really a home court advantage, so you know they got and and with that comes that higher level of play when it's a higher level of basketball. So that's why you need that time to rest. So I, I don't think so much the bubble hindered it as it, the NBA should have you know maybe considered if we wait a month or two, like we're gonna have a better product because the thing is, you know, they're concerned about the dollars. But what's going to happen now is with the watered-down product in the playoffs, you're going to – you know, you're not going to have, you know, people watching as much. So you're going to lose money that way. So it's already – you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, was it worth it? Would you rather be making the most money you can right now? Because if you had a bunch of healthy stars with how much these teams are just stacked now in the playoffs, this would be – I mean, the when the playoffs started, it was an extremely fun playoff, but then we got everybody to hurt. So sorry to, to take that on a rant and a ramble, but that's kind of just, you know, what I felt about the bubble in, in kind of this situation. And, and a lot of people in Lakers Twitter have been calling this situation right when they announced they want to start the season December 22nd. Like, mm. it's just not enough time. I mean, a lot of Laker fans were prepared for LeBron and AD to sit out the first month of the season if they, if they felt that was necessary. Yeah, so go ahead. Uh, go ahead, I mean, Ubang. Yeah, Ubang, what, how do you feel about that? No, I agree. Like I said, I don't think the bubble hindered anything. Like I said, it's just more so of, like I said, I think literally it's just timing. It's literally just the timing, like you said, um, more so of, you know, thinking about the money and so forth. But in reality, yes, now you're losing more money because the viewership is down because of these superstars being hurt. You know what I mean? So it really did affect how the NBA should be because now you kind of see recently they're going to bring back the old schedule, you know, how the season started October and so forth. And yeah. Sorry, sorry, Ubang, real quick, just to cut you off. I saw X asked a question here. I think it's like around like 238 to 230. No, that's that's too much, actually. That's way too yeah, much. I I, I haven't. So that's, I don't know where so, I got that number. I don't either because that's a whole lot of so days of not basketball. That's like most of the uh, year. That is, is, is yeah. That is two thirds of the year. Um, but so la this last off season was seventy two days. Mm -hmm. This last yeah. off season was seventy two days. The typical off season is seventy one for the Lakers. 
Yeah. And the Heat. Yeah, yep. it's at, no, the Heat at 70. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. That makes it worse. The Heat, I don't know. Just go ahead. Keep going. That's Patty. the factor in the drinking, the partying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. But so this last offseason, 72 days, right? Typically, an NBA offseason is about 20 weeks and multiply that by about seven days a week. That's 140 days. So about half as long yeah. was this was this one as this offseason as it was normally. And for some teams like the Suns or the Hawks, who I don't even think the Hawks made the bubble last year, did they? No, they didn't. Uh, no. Yeah. Neither did, the, neither did the Suns. Yeah, or you said the Suns. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, the the, yeah. the Suns did make the the play in. They lost. They ultimately would lose though, and in doing in doing so with all of like that, it's just it is so much harder for those teams that did go and play as long to be that to be as healthy and for folks to make the jumps that are necessary. Like Tyler Hero, we've been hearing so much about how Tyler Hero has been taking steps back in his game. But in all re- in all honesty, I don't see it like that at all because you had about that off season before the bubble, and then you have him turning around and playing the most games he's ever played in a career, just all t- like in the in the NBA or in this first real full season of the NBA that he'll he'll play in. Go ahead, Umang. Yeah. Also, to add on that too, you gotta remember like. The season was rolling until COVID hit. So you got to factor that in, like, no basketball for how many months and come back, especially teams for, like, the Lakers with age and so forth. So that, to me, kind of factored in of how it affected them going into the season. Because, you know, with COVID, you know, you've heard players say, well, I couldn't. It was hard to breathe. I had to condition again. And, you know, so that ultimately played a role as well in addition to the short amount of time. Because, come on, if you're playing – from October till what March, then boom, all of a sudden till June, July, you got to play again, practice, played a few eight games of the season. You know, you have to factor that pause of the season for how the season turned out to be right now. You know? Yeah, that, I mean, it's like, uh, and sorry, X will get, get to you at this. I mean, like, uh, LeBron, I don't know if you guys, I mean, I'm sure you guys saw it. We're all Hoops fans. So LeBron tweeted out about it today. It's kind of saying, like, I told you so in, in this whole spiel and saying that, like, nobody knows how much rest you need better than me. And I think that that's a really important piece. Like, people might mock him for saying that, but I don't think I, – I think he's completely right. This dude knows when to ramp up every year. He knows how to pace himself. Brian Windhorst, I think when he – that 2018 year with the Cavs had this, like, stat that he was, like, the slowest-paced player all season long. And, like, he knows, like, the right moments to attack and when to ramp up and when to, you know, start kind of getting himself in, into a better, uh, like, better shape, better form. And with the bubble, like, a lot of people a lot of people were giving the Lakers a bunch of shit with those, those little eight regular season games they played, right? And it's like, the Lakers only had to win two games to solidify, making, to, to solidify the first seed, and that was it. And they did. And then they were just kind of, you know, chilling. But the, they... They did, in a way, have to get themselves – LeBron especially had to get himself in a mode to, to kind of pace himself and, and get himself ready. So that that's a, that's a good point that I felt that he said because all season long that rhythm was just completely thrown off for him. And then when he got hurt, it's like, okay, well, 
now he doesn't have anything to get back to. And we're talking about COVID, and you know, I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm always gonna you know kind of come from that perspective. So, you know, Dennis Schroeder had it just two weeks right before the playoffs. He and he was for sure positive. So you could tell his conditioning was off. He, he I had COVID like in February of 2020. Like right when it first got here, I could not breathe for weeks mm-hmm. after, and I was like, and I took up running to kind of get myself, you know, back into a healthy shape. But like, it it was hard to breathe. Now look at and, you. you, yeah, and Mark, thank you, Mark. It's the hair. Marcus Saul, he had the same thing, and it changed the, it changed it changed a lot for the Lakers the whole season. He was doing a really great job, and then he's out for two weeks because he had COVID, and. Now they're thinking that then they had to add Drummond because they were bringing on Damon Jones for 10 day contracts and, and, and so forth. And I mean, like, I'm a Celtics hater, but the Celtics missed, they had the most lineups in and they missed the most bodies due to COVID. The reason why the Suns have been so successful all season long, they've missed the least amount of games. That starting lineup has had the most amount of time together. They've been healthy. And the thing is, you need time together to build that continuity, right? So and you, the Lakers didn't really have that, and there's a lot of teams that don't really have that, but the Suns had that. They already had the, the, the continuity between the young guys set. Throw in veteran, smart veterans in there, you know, one of the greatest floor generals of all time in Chris Paul, you know, forget about it. But, you know, now he's out too. And, and, and today was kind of crazy. I mean, I think I was really stoked to talk about Kevin Durant and how he went off. Oh, we will. We will. We will. You know, top five per- playoff performance probably ever of all time. Sure. I Never. mean, there's that thing about him and Giannis being compared to each other and, like, him saying he's offended. Or, or, not after, not after yeah. tomorrow or last no. night. No, and the thing yeah. is, he should – like, if people are going to be shocked that Durant would say he's offended, no, he should be offended. And he showed he showed the exact reason why. And, yeah. like, the only well, guy that's, that's in the league well, that yeah. can do that is LeBron. LeBron is the only one that will bring you a performance like that. You know, and honestly, maybe even Kyrie. When Kyrie's cooking, he, he's – He's on, but you're not going to get the rebounds. You're not going to get the, the defensive impact. You're not going to get the, the assist the same way from Kyrie. You'll get the point impact, and he hits very impactful shots. But, yeah, sorry, X, I, I took that whole time from you. Let's let's get your point in here. Uh, this is going to be the last point, and then we're going to move on to the KD performance. Um, oh, yeah. I just wanted to harken back to everything that everybody is saying, you know? So everyone is saying the right things. It is true. COVID did also play a major factor in this season. You had Toronto Raptors. You had Boston, like Chris said. You had, like, you had everybody kind of. And the crazy thing about this whole Chris Paul situation that a lot of people are not bringing to um, attention yet is he's vaccinated. So he's vaccinated and he, he I, got COVID. Real so. quick, I, I was hearing, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he is, but I was hearing conflicting stuff. Like, I, like, Ramona Shelburne was saying today, like on uh, you know uh, ESPN uh-huh. radio, that like he hasn't made that like publicly known a hundred percent. So it's like I don't yeah. for Hippo, sure know, but kind of- but yeah, but I agree that is that is a big part of it. X, sorry, yeah. continue. So so there's that's a lot. That's a a really interesting thing because if this was to go to Game Seven, um, we're talking Utah and Clippers. The first game of Western Conference Finals is Tuesday, right? Or next Tuesday. So that gives you a week. And him missing at least a game can be detrimental, especially with this young team. He is the floor general. I mean, we see what happened to Utah this past game with Mike Conley not in. And this Devin series. Booker will be 
Yeah, but Devin Booker, I mean, you really saw it this last game because how many shots did Devin Booker take? How many did he try to assist on and everything like that? It just didn't really work out because that's not his style. Do you mean Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell, what did I say? You said Devin Booker. Okay, well, Devin Booker, that's what I'm saying. He will be in that in game one if that – or, you know, if Paul is not able to go, which he probably won't be. So it just depends on – this might be an easy road for Utah, or this might be a hard road. It depends on like how this all goes because Kawhi's out too. Yeah, and, but 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 Mitchell Mitchell's that ankle's starting to hurt him. He yeah, didn't, he didn't that, look. He he wasn't going scorched earth on them like he was earlier. In, yeah, in, in that's that true. Series. This yeah. is true. This yeah. is true, and that's another injury that yeah. we you know talk about. All the injuries that I'm bringing up are all ankles, legs, ACLs, Achilles. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I used to live with Ubong. So every time we watch foot or basketball and we would see like people land on their ankle, mm-hmm. he he automatically grimaces like, you know, so that just comes from like, you know, just tiredness and like lack of concentration at the same time. I'll, I'll say this. So that I'm, I'm talking about that Kyrie injury when I'm looking at. Ubong. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah. That, that was that was, <laughs> that was nasty. Sick. Yeah. yeah, that was really bad. But uh, but here's here's what I've kind of like. I mean, you you have to kind of develop this. A lot of people give AD shit for hitting the floor so much. But the thing is, if you try to hold yourself up sometimes, and, and that muscle tenses up and stiffens to to kind of hold you up, that's where you tear shit. That's where you mm-hmm. hurt shit. You sometimes just need to fall into it. If mm-hmm. you feel that that that's that's kind of coming already, like with Kyrie's case, I guess it was it was quick. Was but I mean. Man, there's so many times where I come like this close to really doing some shit to my ankle, but I'm like, nope, I'm going into that. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll somersault right on the cement. I don't care. Like, I'll, I need to save these legs. You know what I mean? So what you're saying is learning how to fall is yeah. something that they need to teach too. And yeah, like learning how to fall. I well, think it's, we, it's, we have taught him that because of his injury history. Like Joel, I just saw him. He stays on the floor, but he isn't. He doesn't know how to fall though. And I think that's the problem with Joel. Take some bumps, wrestling yeah. style. Hey, you feel me? Okay, so you Ubon, so yeah. before we, uh, yeah, how do you feel about that? Uh, as far as like the injuries, yeah, just the yeah, we'll we'll get your your take here on the injuries before we move on to talking about KD and just the playoffs in general. That godly yeah. performance. Oh, but yeah, as far as like the injuries and so forth, like I said, uh, it's it's real. It's just really matter of like I said, the intensity is ramping up. You see, it's a lot of stakes. So a lot of these players are. Going doing things that they're not normally accustomed to, not landing properly, like you brought up the whole AD situation, falling, and so forth. Like, remember that was a groin. So I've had a groin injury in high school. Like that is nothing to play with. Like I'm telling you. So you know, like you said, they're giving him a lot of slack on it, but at the same time, it's just also more so. I personally, when I was looking at that series, I looked at it as. The Lakers medical staff should not have put him in that position because who knows? You know what I'm saying? They were saying, oh, he's good to go and so forth. So if you look at that, so a lot of these medical teams on, on these teams need to start paying attention to these players. Like, yeah, he's good to go, but at what cost? Like, yeah, I. but to, to, to say that, uh, I think that they were having in in there cautiously. You saw right away he was just a straight decoy. And the minute he tried to actually do something on defense, and that's when he's kind of grimacing one out, they're like, yeah, we're not even going to – we're cutting it here. But it, it, which is kind of surprising because 
The Lakers seriously saved that dude. I mean, the when he got hurt against the Nuggets and had that calf strain, they said he was supposed to be out four to six weeks. They held him out for almost nine weeks. Yeah. And and they, they saved him, and, and it's almost a blessing in disguise that the Lakers, you know, they, that they got eliminated the way they did, so they have time to rest. But yeah. you know, because if you win that series, something something worse is coming for you in the future. No, it is. Yeah. I, I agree on that. But like I say, it's just more so the matter of you are better off just not because when a your when your star player comes back, you know now your whole your whole your whole game plan changes. So I was like, oh well, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Because when AD went down, the Lakers are kind of looking like uh okay lebron you know so then it just you know what i mean so it, yeah that's why i meant but you, you guys should have stuck to the game plan prior to the whole ad possibly coming back you know because yeah. like you said the decoy worked but at the same time it didn't work because you saw yeah. he only lasted here's here's how I, here's what i've come to terms with with uh everybody kind this of shit, thing shit and then we're gonna move on to kd yeah. They those those dudes had to pick up a lot of slack all season long. The Lakers kept up the number one defense all year long, and they missed LeBron and and AD for pretty much half the season. For half of those games, they didn't have those two in. And when those two were in to start the season, they were like twenty one and six. But AD didn't look right all year long. He was out of shape all year long because he didn't have enough time to get himself into shape, like he needs in a normal off season. But the the Lakers role players, all of those dudes, even Trez picked up a tremendous amount of slack for a good portion of the season and i think when it came time to to kind of have to do it again they were exhausted they were completely tired their legs were tired they didn't have the time either to rest but that that's just kind of how i feel about it Ubang. before we go to the kd and so forth i think the trez situation because remember laker fans like well, why is he not playing why is he not playing but you gotta remember if you follow trez on social he was having a lot of internal demons he was battling and remember his grandma passed so yeah i think like so that like during because remember during the time like right now when lakers were getting to the playoffs that's the time his grandma died mm-hmm. so you can't put a player well it, it happened past. around it actually happened around like bubble. august bubble the, yeah, yeah, you so know what I mean? august just, yeah no but 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 to to sorry to cut you off but i i understand completely what you're saying like uh i read this like this article about players that you know that play for their families or play for loved ones to come mm-hmm. see them play. And once they've lost somebody close to them mm-hmm. and they're not there to watch them play anymore, it's extremely hard for them to get in the right mindset. And we saw this with Carl Anthony Towns, who is incredibly honest saying like, you know, I don't think you're going to see the same, the same Carl Anthony Towns going forward. And just cause he doesn't have that people there. But I agree with you that with, with the Trez side, like, you know, you're going to, you're going to see that as well. You know, that's probably his biggest supporter and the person he, he played the hardest for. I agree. All right, Chris, you giving me the keys real quick? Go ahead, X. All right, take it from me. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we had a fun time talking about that, but we're going to move on real quick. We're going to talk about something that we had to do an emergency podcast for because you want to know why? It's not even an emergency pod. This is a regular schedule pod. But we had an ungodly sighting last night from that man that they call the Slim Reaper. That man that they call Easy Money Sniper. Sniper. That man that they call the Durantula. That man that you know, you know who he is. He takes souls. Lou Will and Patrick Beverly said, I promise you, we tried to stop him. (laughs) There is no way that you can stop this man. This man put on a godly performance that we haven't seen in 
defense. We're going to debate that right now, but I'm talking about a 49-point, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, two block shots, and finish it off with three steals. We're talking about the one and only easy money sniper, Kevin Durant. Something that we haven't seen in a while, ladies and gentlemen. We have to talk about this performance. Ubong, since you are our guest, our honorary guest for this Hoop Collective that we brought together today. We're not the Hoop Collective. Oh, I know. This, this is the Cutthroat Podcast. Cutthroat. What's the Cutthroat Gang? Ubong's, are, U- Ubong's Ubong. Cutthroat now. You know what? Cutthroat I, cast we need on to start Twitter. making those. Ubong is motherfucking Cutthroat right now. Tell me how you feel about the Easy Money Sniper, the Slim Reaper. I mean, like you said, this is... Like this, he's not a human. I mean, the man is just lethal at everything he does. Like to come back from an Achilles tear with that performance, mind you, mind you, he played every single minute. Like who who does that? I haven't seen that performance since the Jordans, the Kobe's. Like like you said, this that performance in itself was just. I, my mouth was just open the entire time he was just going in. Like Top five. We are going to – all right. So we are going to talk about the greatness of what we saw last night. I want to debate where that stands with playoffs with you guys, Stay up, mm. playoff performances. I'm going to give you a couple after this, okay? So mm. let's keep on talking about this Durant, this Durantula performance. Go ahead, Patty, and then Chris, and then me. All right. So, look. We we all know that this was, I mean, honestly, it was expected of this man. Like, it was expected of this man to go out and have, and honestly, legitimate, like, legit. He was expected to have at least 40 and a triple-double and at least get them into a minus, like, you know, a 10-point window, lose by five, win by five, to where the media and fans would be happy with his performance. But we also have to remember that that Achilles injury just two years ago was supposed to ruin him. It had ruined pretty much everybody who had ever had it before. And the fact that he's even back to playing where he is now at the level that he's playing now is just, it's, it's amazing how great that the golden state and the net staff have been treating him and getting him back to where he was because it, he hasn't missed a step. And that's what is so much more important here is that it, he hasn't actually missed a step being out as long as he have as long as he has been because when when you have 49 points and your next best score is Jeff Green like it's not 2009 anymore they're not in Seattle it's it, it's impressive to say the least this is his LeBron type moment this is the this is LeBron James that first time he went up against Golden State where Kyrie and Kevin Love were both hurt and he wins two games by himself. That's what this game is. It is him proving to everybody that he is good as as he thinks he is. Now, personally, I don't think he's as good as LeBron because I think LeBron has had these moments more and more. But as a pure scorer and a former defensive player of the year, 
the, he has to show up in that it, or get hurt. I feel like that's just what it is. He has to either do that or get hurt trying. And that's the only acceptable answer that anybody in the, of, in the NBA fan base is going to accept. Patty, did you just say that Durant has a depoy? Uh, he was he was up for one a couple of years ago, right? He, I think he might have been up for one, but I don't think he got. He, he don't was, think he has one. No, no, you're right. I think I think Rudy Gobert won that one. I think you might be right. Yeah, was, no, but the, his his it's either his last year or the no 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 the the his second to last year with the Warriors. He turned up the defense real real big time. I do. Yeah, in, in 2018, he was the best defender on the on the floor the for the Nets players. last night. That's for sure. Well, Exactly, and when your second bet, like the guy who's playing the second most amount of minutes, is James Harden, who's one for ten on the night with five points, over over eight from three, like that makes that game even more special because that means that James Harden was just legitimately used as a decoy. But the question that I ask you guys is, can KD do it at least one more game and get them over that hump, and maybe James Harden isn't as much as a decoy in the next round? Well, that's the thing. I mean, playing somebody that many minutes is dangerous, especially when they've had a big injury like that. I mean, he's had plenty of time off and time to recover from it now. But he had that hamstring injury earlier in the year. And the thing is, it's like, you know, you you run the risk of, of getting hurt with that short of a turnaround. And the thing is, Jeff Green went seven for eight from three. And that that's really a, a huge... Yeah, Jeff Green going off like that is huge. I mean, the... Well, I mean, as great as the performance was, they barely won that game. Like yeah. they, they barely won it, and he had to go off in that second half, which he did, and that's why it's such a fantastic performance. The thing is, though, that you know that, that I'm talking about is like this guy. I mean, or Jeff Green, he if he doesn't if he misses one of those one of those three point shots that he makes, another one of them, they don't win that game. Like if he goes six for eight, they don't win that game. If he goes, you know, five for eight, whatever. He he went seven for eight, and that's just really hard to do sometimes. But you need those shooters. I mean, and Phoenix has guys like that. And I mean, even the Lakers last last year, Markeith Morris was was almost like fifty percent above fifty percent from three. He was shooting insane. And I yeah, go ahead, Ivan. Yeah. So um, as far as that performance, like I said, it was definitely crazy. But um. Like you said, as far as Durant repeating, remember, they're going back to Milwaukee. Remember, the last game in Milwaukee, the refs let Milwaukee play physical versus in Brooklyn, where it was kind of a little bit more even. So my concern is now with the coaching staff for Milwaukee, if the refs allow them to play, my fear is Durant may get hurt again. Because remember, 48 minutes, you can't play another 48 minutes straight again, especially with a hostile environment crowd. PJ Tucker. As as, huh? I said PJ Tucker's out there too. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah, PJ, we're, yeah we're getting PJ Tucker's 33 minutes. No, three, 0 for 3 from the field. Hey, minus so 2 plus do, minus. Don't do that to my boy PJ. I like PJ. So, All right. No, PJ no, no. is good. He's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like like that the, the physicality he brings to, to have that guy on you and, and you're still playing 48 minutes, that's, yeah. that's risky. Yeah. yeah. So that's my concern. And you got to remember... Jeff Green, just like most role players, can you continue doing that constantly? Can you can you give me another dose? The likelihood is probably not. So now, like I said, now it's up to KD to try again. They got James Harden, still a decoy. And 
remember his hamstring, he's still kind of, I noticed during the game, he's still kind of, he wasn't really running. It was kind of like a little light jog. So I don't know what could happen, but if Brooklyn has to make it out, Durant may have to do that performance again, honestly. He, he's gonna yeah he's gonna have to do something close to it and they're in there you're gonna need a better performance from Joe Harris to, to kind of level out the three-point shooting that you got from from green because that you're not gonna get the second performance from, from him again patty yeah so I did a little bit of math because I'm a loser but the 49 <laughs> <laughs> but but Katie's 49 the 17 from Blake Griffin and the 27 from Jeff green are 82% of the Brooklyn Nets' total points. The next best scorer is Landry Met, who had nine points, like, who had nine points yesterday, like, in the game. Like, the fact that that's happening at all is, like, the fact that KD even had a 50-point, or almost a 50-point game is is absurd. But the idea that he's going to be able to do it again, he's going to have to be LeBron. He's going to have to be LeBron in a in a in a game like that's 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 exactly what it is x what do you got okay so my thing was jeff green we have him in this stream right now ubong is jeff green he looks exactly <laughs> like jeff green chris look at him and then after this look at jeff green and tell me they aren't the same motherfucking person i've never seen him in the yeah, same man. room you look like jeff green <laughs> x x share or not x pal share the screen share the screen and then just pull up a picture of jeff green and then put a side by side of Ooh. okay while he's do, while he's doing that i'm gonna tell you that was a godly performance honestly no one can block these shot and it is so unfair that you know he can do that he is a creative player Giannis should be able to do that honestly that's the thing that's what i was about to bring up why wasn't oh, why the defensive like wait, 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 wait. Why wasn't the defensive player of the year last year who should have went to AD, but we're not gonna talk about that. Why was the defensive player of the year last year and the runner or he was fourth in voting this year for defensive player of the year? Why was he not guarding KD once? And I have to go off of Chris. I want to tell you that you were right, sir. Coach Bud. Dude, come on, man. Because, of, because he cannot – his defense is phenomenal. That team has wait, way wait, too wait, much wait. talent to be that, that fucking shitty. Sorry. But let me tell you. Let me tell you. His defense is phenomenal. KD is just a whole nother level. You can't stop that, right? But everything else was stupid. Their offense was stupid. They had – Chuck and Shaq were calling out mismatches in the first half. If they could call him out at halftime, how come the coaches, the coaching staff cannot call that out? Hey, Brooke Lopez, you have a smaller defender on you. Just go up with it. Why are you at the three-point line? Hey, why why is James Harden shooing people away when, Gian, when he's guarding Giannis on that one play? That was embarrassing on Giannis' part. Why didn't Giannis? Why did you do a fadeaway on James Harden? Why didn't they take advantage of James Harden's injury put him in a pick and roll dude put him in the pick and roll until they take him out that is the thing that baffles me and that's when i was watching the game and i'm like and i and chris texts me and i'm like when are we potting and he said tomorrow and i said i'm gonna give him his props because that's my boy. 
Chris called. All right, Ubon, you haven't been here, but Chris is called. Listen to the pod, Coach Bubs. Coach Bud. I listen to it. Shitty fuck. Yeah. He cannot coach worth a damn. I mean, his defense is amazing. Hey. You saw it. Their defense has yeah. held in check. The Nets in check. They have not been scoring 130 points or anything like that, right? So the defense has been working. However, you are going up against K motherfucking D. You need to stop everybody else. Maybe double team KD. Why was that never a trap thought? him, man? Try to Why trap him. Throw something at him. Yeah. I mean, someone else to score. That that is a legitimate question. Why is that? It, and that is a diamond. That? And at the same time, and that's what's gonna get him fired. I think. That's actually. He might end good. up winning this series because there's still two games. We're mm. we're we're over here overanalyzing one game. Speaking yeah. of overanalyzing, real quick, X. He can do it two more times, but that one time was a godly performance that. You know, that that's the likes that we haven't seen in a while, and we what, what you gotta say? We got we got 22 seconds, and then we're gonna do some quick takes. So I'm gonna ask you guys all the questions. Yeah, just I, I mean, you you have to you have to do something different. But I mean, I I told you, man, like the the reason why I, I could see the Heat winning is just because Spolstra is a better coach. Like Spolstra is a much better coach than Bud. He is gonna approach the game in a, in a much analytical analytically better way and he's constantly going to make adjustments thing was the heat had the same problem as the lakers those dudes were tired those dudes were gassed and I, you know and I, and I think that that jimmy butler was trying to go into overdrive again and it's like dude your body's already cooked and toasted a little bit like maybe some rest would have did him better but yeah i mean i mean coach bud he he's not gonna have the the right things i mean you need to put Giannis on kd to at least have the length bothering him and that, that's just kind of how I feel about it. But, yeah, we're, let's, I, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Stretch. All right, quick takes, quick takes. Oh, by the way, sorry, sorry, real quick. I wanted to say real quick. Okay. I looked – the last time I looked at my television screen, there was about six minutes left in this game. Oh, the Atlanta's winning. Yeah, it was It was oh. 90 – it was 98 to 86. Oh, the, no way. The, no, no, sorry. It was right one. Now. It was 101 to 86. The, the, the Sixers just hit a three, and then I look and – the Hawks are up three. That's crazy. Uh, quick takes. Yeah, it gave out. It, it can't handle the whole the whole load of the of a full the game. Load. Yeah, be, you know what? And That's what me, she said. Me and Ubon were talking about this real quick about Ben Simmons, but we'll talk mm. about this next pod. Yeah, All Ubon, right. you're coming back on, dude. Yeah, no, uh, he's we need Ubon. Ubon. Yeah, yeah, we need you. We need more Ubon. Yeah, we need yeah. more Ubon time. All right, oh, so sure. quick takes, quick takes, quick takes. We're gonna start with Ubon, then we're gonna go Patty, then we're gonna go Chris, and then we're gonna go with me. We're gonna go up the ladder, okay? Mm-hmm. Up the ladder. Okay. KD's performance, playoff performance, was that the best you've seen in the last 10 years? I'm going to give you a couple of them. Game six, Clay Thompson against, or against Oklahoma City. I'm also going to give you LeBron when he when he basically did what KD did. I'm talking about... Wait, LeBron against which team? You cut out a little bit there. Boston. Boston. Okay, sorry. Against Boston. You know that that meme where he's like... Yeah. We're talking about that. We're talking about KD. And we're also going to talk about another. You bring up another. Oh, man. I I, I have mine. Uh, Quick take. What was was your best playoff performance in the last 10 years, Kyle? Uh, Performance in the last 10 years, I would have to say... 
Um, that that LeBron, that LeBron, honestly, because that stare, it was a lot riding on him. Because you know, if he had lost that series, the scrutiny would have, they would have crucified him. No, they would have broke up the team. Yeah, the Riley team would have broken up. He would have broke up the team. Yeah, that that moment there, not to take away from Durant and Clay, but it was a lot. Right, it was already bad enough he left Cleveland for Miami, but the fact that they were down three two against Boston in Boston, what choice did you have? So, you know. Not to say Durant doesn't face scrutiny, but LeBron is the one of the most scrutinizing NBA players we have ever seen. No, he's the most. He's the most scrutinized. Go ahead, Patty. Go, Patty. I agree though. You're on uh, mute. He's looking. Or he's, yeah, he's I, I know my, my my mic fell, but it's all right. I'll hold it like this. Like the Rock, uh, dude. Go. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, the best performance, and I'm speaking like this from you know somebody that's coming from the state of Ohio, and my mom is from Northeast Ohio. <laughs> And I oh, can you oh, smell what the rook is cooking? Uh, get to your take, Patty. Let's go. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, the visual is just too funny. But somebody, Ron's game seven performance against the Warriors is, in my opinion, hmm. the best. And and I could throw game six in here too. But with that's mine too. Game seven. I mean, yeah. ga- game six is it was a great game, but game seven. Everybody gives credit to Kyrie for hitting the shot that put the Cavaliers in the lead, in the lead with like less than a minute left in the game. And everybody tries to say that LeBron's not clutch because of it. But when you think about how much time that there was, there were at least opportunities for three more possessions for the Cavs to take shots. Kyrie took that one. And LeBron ends up with the best moment in Cavs and honestly Cleveland history with the block. Like that's, that's just, it is what it is. Pow, you're up. No, that that was going to be mine too. And I mean, honestly, any I mean, here's the thing, guys. I'm a hardcore hoops fan. I'm a hardcore diehard Lakers fan. There we go. And I have no shame in admitting I used to fucking hate LeBron with a passion. I thought he was cheesy, corny, everything. I didn't think he. I I mean, when it, people try to come, you know, bring him into the Kobe discussion, I wasn't here for it. But the 2015, not even 2016, when they won it. The 2015 finals sold me on him as a basketball player. That guy almost averaged a triple-double in the NBA finals for like four years straight. I think he, it was close to it for like the th- three years. But man, the, the Game 7 performance in 2016, like absolutely. I was like, I can, not, I can never say a bad thing about this man in basketball ever again. Like I am completely bought in on him as you know, potentially the greatest of all time. Like, I, it's just insane. And the, the amount of times he's been to the finals, like, it took Solomon Hill taking his ankle out, not just getting fatigued and getting hurt. You know what I, you know what I mean? To, to, to be taken out uh, of this year. That dude is just insane. I mean, every year he make, every year he makes the playoffs besides this one, goes to the finals. Game seven, that, that was the same one for me, Patty. All right, guys. So that's been the Cutthroat Podcast tonight. Follow us at CutthroatCast on Twitter. And on Instagram, Ubong, please, man, give us your Twitter handle if you want people to come and bother you again like we did when when X brings these debates to you and then you get your mentions flooded with, like, 21 notifications. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. My Twitter handle is UbiTheGreat, U-B-I-E-D-A-G-R-E-A-T. UbiTheGreat. 
Ubi the great. You're Ubi the greatest. One of the greatest guests we've ever had, man. Thank you so hey. much. You've been you've been excellent. You have it. You have an open. You have an open invitation to come back and 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 you know we we love having an open forum here and just kind of talking hoops and just talking shit. So you're more than welcome to come back, man. Tell them, tell them where they can find your your fitness. My fitness stuff is oh I gotta pull up the handle out, <laughs> but um and I tell have, them what you do. No, no pull it oh, up, man. Yes, yes. I am yeah. also a personal trainer, so if you're really trying to get fit, condition, get you into the basketball mode, virtual training, let me know. I got you guys. All right, follow me over to Gray, and I'll get you with the details. Hell yeah, hell yeah. You know what I mean? All right, Ubong, show them on the show court. Jersey one more time. Rookie of the year, shout out. All right, but you know, we, might, we might sound like some Laker homers because we are. At Hell yeah, let's time, go cutthroat. Nah, nah. At the same time. Hell yeah, let's go cutthroat. At the same time.